So today I've got a meeting with Michelin, with Christy and Eric, and we're going to be talking to them about dynamic and um, really maintenance and trying to get in there. We think we have a good shot to get into Michelin. And then I've, I've got a 1.30 meeting with a, um, what I call a squirrel. <laughs> Uh, Christy told me I shouldn't be shooting all elephants that I need to go shoot some squirrels too. And I was like, okay, fine, fine. <laughs> so, uh, uh, I've got a meeting with this small, it was actually a referral from a guy that I signed up last year and he said, you know, Hey, reach out to my buddy. He's got a little insurance office over in Lexington, it's probably like three split systems max. You know, it's not a big one at all. But that's yeah. a, that's at one thirty, so I'm gonna go follow that lead, and um, then I, I've got to really get ready for on Monday. I've got a big presentation with Dana, D A N A. Um, it's a manufacturing facility. I've got a verification meeting on Monday. I went on the roof. They had a ton of pain. They're currently using MSS, and they're getting horrible service from you know they're just not getting the work done that they need to be get done and it's uh looks rough up there yeah not getting the work done that they need to get done and not getting the work done that they're paying to have done yeah yeah exactly and and that's that's um so i'm real proud of myself yesterday had a big meeting with um with Blue Cross Blue Shield, and how'd that go, dude? It was great. Really, eighteen hundred tons of cooling. I mean, oh like, let that soak in for two seconds. <laughs> eighteen hundred tons of cooling. All the units are these big, um, 90, 90 ton. They have 24 90-ton telepack units, these big ones you can walk inside. Um, but so half of the talk was about the photos that I found from their, from their survey, and then the other half was about my presentation to them about um, the predictive maintenance stuff. And I, it's basically our clockworks overlaying with their current um, control system and they were very impressed with it I think uh, I told them I was like you know just give us one building let us let us earn your trust and and try out for, you know for one building he's like yeah well how about this building and we're like well yeah that that would be ideal <laughs> you know? so we the one with 1800 tons of cooling right right and wow. So, but what I like about it, I was thinking about this this morning when I was getting ready, you know, like I really enjoy it, it, like it's stressful, but I really enjoy the stress of having to put together a presentation for something that I have to learn really fast and get it together and I've never done it before. It's like this massive rush to learn all this stuff as quickly as possible as efficiently as possible you know yeah and, and put together the one page proposal 
that has dynamic and our full coverage program and our C2 with, the, you know, it's like putting putting together something that's never been done before. I mean, nobody's in our company has ever put that together. So it's not like I've got something to go off of. Um, so that's fun to me. I think that's pretty fun. Yeah. Can you, can you send over what you put together for that? So I can look at it. <clears throat> Yeah, if I could just show it to you now, too. Um, here, I'll share my screen. So this is the one-page proposal. Can you see that? Yes. Um, it's got the basic history. It's got our recommendation, but here it says Total Comfort Solutions recommends that Blue Cross Blue Shield enter an annual full coverage technical service agreement plus a predictive maintenance service agreement on the mechanical systems at this facility. So that's that's what I'm calling the, the G plus. So if you skip this first part, I've still got my good, better, and best options, but I basically got rid of the C3 good and I've made the good BRC two, which is sixty four grand. The the better option, the middle range option, is basically our full coverage program at one hundred and sixteen thousand a year. And then if you add on the full coverage plus predictive maintenance insights and analytics, they get this one time setup fee, plus the the, the first year service agreement is eighteen thousand dollars. Plus our full coverage agreement, it comes to one thirty four. Every year after that, it'll be our you know a reoccurring software as a service a service agreement for eleven thousand dollars a year plus the full coverage. So it comes to one twenty seven a year. That second year, um, and this last part's pretty cool. You know, predictive maintenance agreement is a. If you take the $11,000 number, divided by 365 days, divided by 42 pieces of equipment, it comes to 74 cents a day per piece of equipment. That's pretty cool. It's, I like that. I yeah, yeah, I like to break it down like that because it's really so, and I again, I Roger was with me, but I gave them this price like, so we got it out of the way before I went to the photos. I, and uh, here, I'll show you my photos. Let me stop sharing the screen and share the next. Uh, but I, sh I showed up the one pager and then, let's see here. We go to the beginning. Can you see my screen now? My slides. Matt, are you still there? There it is. Okay. Did I lose you? Can you hear me? Yeah. Yeah. All right. Let me try this again. I'm, so I'm doing this in Canva, 
which is amazing, but I've never done it in Canva. So it took me, I had like a little hiccup at, at my, during my presentation at the very beginning. I had to figure out how to make it present. All right, can you see that? Yeah. Okay, so this is my slideshow that I did in Canva. Um, so you'll see here the difference that I had. It says physical assessment, and then we talk about predictive maintenance. So that's, I changed that up a little bit because I didn't have a financial assessment to really go over with them because they currently have a G, supposedly, with another company. I used Fawn slide here and talked about the concept meeting, the assessment dates. I said, now we're at the verification meeting. I'm just simply verifying what we found. There are three biggest things. We're extend equipment life, optimize comfort conditions, and conserve energy. Talked about the building scorecard, how, you know, they're at 365 a square foot. They're in the red, red, red. We found abundance of opportunities there. Based on our physical assessment and the building scorecard, we conservatively anticipate $100,000 a year is being wasted in energy. It could be saved per year. So when he saw this slide, he said, he's saying, so let me understand this right. You're saying that the $100,000 in energy savings is basically going to counteract your $100,000 proposal. I said, yep, that's right. <laughs> so oh, yeah, dude. by him knowing the price up front, he was already checking off where are they going to get this money? Where are they going to get this money? Oh, you're, you're telling me right off the next slide was showing him $100,000 in savings. And I said, now, let me just show you where, why I feel that way. It's based on these photos. Could I go show you the photos? And then we went on through this photo. I said, you know, dirty coils. He was like, what? They're that bad? And I said, this is not just one piece of equipment. And I said, yeah, this is a cool slide here that shows, I said, they only went down to 60 tons, but you could tell at 60 tons that a, a moderately dirty coil is costing you $9,500 a year versus a clean coil, which is $6,000 a year. So the difference there is $3,400. I said, if you have, a, I, I did the math for a 90 ton and it's 5,100 savings per year per piece of equipment. You got 24 of them. That's a, that's $124,000 right there in savings from just cleaning the coils. How did you get that 5180? I, I took $3,453 divided by 60 and it gave me that unit price, that turn per ton savings cost number, and then I multiplied it by 90. That makes sense? So if you take yeah. Yeah, it does. 3453 divided by 60 is, 50, uh, is $57 a ton times 90 is $5,080. So, you know, it's 5,000, yeah. Uh, so the, the, uh, these louvers that bring in fresh air are so filthy dirty that it, it makes me wonder if they're even being checked and if they're even working, because if these aren't working and it's cool outside, like on their spring mornings, they should not be cooling the air. They should be bringing, they're called economizers. They need to be bringing in fresh air from outside the 65 degrees instead of having to cool it. And I said, I'm gonna run through these pretty quick. I showed them this, this is dripping, you know, and the head, 
can you hear that or no? You probably couldn't. You probably couldn't hear it. Um, that's all right. I, I said, you know, this is working your data center. This little split system. We took off the panel. You could tell. You could tell by the electrical area here that this is not being cleaned on a quarterly basis. I said we come in there with a paintbrush and make sure that the electric, the electrical connections and the capacitors are. Are, are working right and so this look this tells me these haven't been checked in a while why does it so go back to that one slide go back to yeah so i see i see one more this one go forward right here this one, this one. oh sorry so I, the electrical one right yeah 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 so i see What's that picture in the top? I showed them how the insulation is coming off. Of, of the insulation is like, coming off of the the refrigerant line. Okay. So that's an gotcha. in, there's there's savings there because you have superheated or super cooled refrigerant that's being sent from the condensing unit to the to the air handler, um, and with this insulation falling off. It's losing it's it's not being insulated. It's losing efficiency. Okay. I didn't gotcha. I didn't make a big deal about that, but sometimes I do if it, if it, if they feel like they're like, man, I didn't realize it looked that bad. Yeah. Well, this, that's something I want to start paying attention to as well because I see that all the time, and I, I don't even take pictures. Of it. I take a picture every time, different angles, because that's just one of those things that everybody gets it. You know, everybody sees it and gets it. They don't see it, but they see it when you show it to them. It's it's an obvious. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. You show them a picture of the electrical, and that's not obvious. Show them a picture of that stuff falling off. It always is falling off. You know? Yeah. I, I say we we need to shore this up because this is just like, you know, it, it's not insulated. It's it, it's losing its. That's right. It's losing its so cooling. Do we go? Do we do we go in there like if we get them on a G contract? Is that something that we actually fix? Yeah. Um, we would, um, normally like I had one where all of it was, all the insulation was pretty much fallen off or not in place throughout their whole building. And we, we gave them an invoice or a proposal as part of the startup cost. It was like $2,100 to go around and insulate everything. It was two guys. It's a fancy professional insulation it's not something you just go to Lowe's and get you know these little things and strip off it's like cut to fit um, it's got you know glue it's got to be glued and it really seals it nice and tight it, it took me a minute to learn that but I was shocked that it was going to be $2,100 but they said man we got to crawl around the attic and, and all of these you know refrigerant lines go find them and follow them down and insulate every one of them it's going to take like two mm-hmm. two days, two guys or whatever. Mm-hmm. So uh, this is a, I said, you know, these things, there's not, there are not any, um, give me one second. Let me stop sharing and then share one more time because I, I want to show you the, if you share and then click at the top where it says include computer sound, you get to hear the sound too. Go. You there? Yeah. So. All right, give me one I second. I have to click something. Nope. 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 I do. 
So see how that's that's vibrating? I said, if you look all the way up and down this, there are no screws in these panels. I said, so air is, it, the hot humid air is being sucked in. You can see it vibrating. The hot humid air is being sucked in because this whole panel doesn't have any screws. They're like, oh man. I said, this is a workmanship issue. I said, see all these parts and pieces and wire that was just cut and dangling in here? This is workmanship. I said, somebody wrote on this thing, ignore the sensor diagnostic, change the sensor, but still have an alarm. You know, that's not normal. Yeah. Uh, every time we open these doors, you could just see that they were caked with dirt and coils dirty. So get some white stuff growing here. White stuff on the ceiling here. Yep. Belts are just hanging out. So this is this affects. That's actually outside. The belts, yeah, they were outside on the roof. Yeah, so you shouldn't leave belts out like that with the weather and the sun. Yeah, they'll dry rot. This is your. Uh, your your drain pan, all this stuff is gonna clog the pipes. Uh, this is a just a photo showing that they changed out a fuse. They just dropped it on the ground. Yeah. Or dropped it on the roof. You know, dirty coils, and he was like, "What is all that stuff?" I said, "That's just dust and dirt and pollen, and you know, just gets caked in there. It needs to be brushed and vacuumed out or washed out, depending on where it is." More signs of the louvers, like, you know, we couldn't tell during the during our little survey if these are working or not. I'm imagining you have a good bit of these that are not working right. Letting in that fresh air that's supposed to be let in. And so I was like, you know, I'm just gonna kind of fly through these, but here's, here's another example. The screws are out of this thing. So it's just vibrating on number 14. More coils, more coils. Number 11, you can see here it's just caked. That tells me above these fresh air units that this just caked. The Where is that? Electrical wires. Right here. Yeah, where is that in the unit? Uh, those doors open up when it calls. Well, those, those are louvers, right? Yeah, yeah. They're supposed, they're also like a big economizer. They're supposed to let air in from the outside when it's cool so that you're not having to cool. Um, you know, it's just, it's, it's supposed to let the, open up and let it, fresh air in when it's called for. Yeah. And when they're blocked like that. Yeah, when they're clogged up and dirty like that, it makes me wonder if they're even working at all. All right, so just, I'm gonna fly through this more. Here I said, yeah, that was loose. I, I said, a big windstorm come and that thing flops off and pokes a hole in the roof. I said, you'll have a big issue. You know, more. This one had water dropping, standing water. There's water all in there. And this had a, this was busted from the recent freeze. It caused it to crack, and so that's that's cracked. 
so you're not draining right. That's going to cause rust to happen all in there. What's your, what's your, like when you're talking about P-traps, what do you say? Because like I say like with P-traps, they're, um, you know, basically if they're on the negative side, but most P-traps are on the negative side of the unit, right? So like what that means is air is getting sucked from the inside of the unit out of the unit. And, well, I'm just, I'm just curious like what you say, because, you know, if the P-traps are improperly installed, and there's not water sitting in there like there should be. Since it's on the negative side of the unit, it's sucking all of that outside air through that line. And if there's no water in there, the water from the inside of the unit can't get out of the unit. Mm -hmm. So what ends up happening is water that's in the unit ends up rusting the unit out. And with these these P-traps, what you'll start to see over time is if they're not properly installed, if they're not properly set up, units will start rusting from the inside out well like what like what do you say when you're talking about p-traps um it depends on what the issue is but you know i i just say that this is a critical piece of making it work right everything from the condensation that's supposed to be taken out of the unit if this is installed wrong or if it's the pipe's not hooked up or it's um, it, it could be sucking in hot, humid air from outside if it's disconnected, like this one right here was disconnected. See, and it's just dripping. Not only is it causing major roof damage because you got a big water pile uh, on, on the roof because all the condensation is going there, but it's also sucking in, um, you know, hot, humid air from outside if the P-trap's not working right. So it, it's a critical piece that is there for a reason that a lot of people don't think about. I'll get through this, but you can tell here they just, uh, you know, left the old belts on the ground. That's the condensation drain. So all this stuff that's on the, all, all this is making its way down to the condensation drain pan. And that's going to clog up your drain lines. You know, this one was disconnected down here. Mm. These motors are not being cleaned and checked. They're just running, running, running. I said, these are your fairly new units. They're 2018s. But you can tell the coils aren't, weren't being cleaned. And the filters were, hadn't been changed, looked like, since 2018. Your control system, I looked up your Insight controller. And did you know that your Insight controller, there is no more service. The extended service, the active su support, and the, you know, all of the system that you have right now, you have no more support coming from, um, coming from your controller. So this Siemens controller needs it upgraded. And I was just showing him how this is off of the Siemens website that we need to look at this. And so that's an action item that I'm going to put on their mutual action plan that we're going to have Paul come down and look at their controller to see if it's going to work. I used this slide, but augmented it, changed it up a little bit from uh, Fawns. You know, I told him you got 1,800 total tons. We use about the average price of about $3,000 a ton for installation cost. So you've got $5.4 million on your roof. 24 of those package units are all 
24 to 25 years old. So you guys are in a pickle. <laughs> Um, you know, everything needs to be replaced right now. So the best thing we can do is maintain this stuff for you. Moving into the, yeah. moving into the predictive maintenance stuff. Uh, this is, this is how it works. So we're able to put sensors, um, the sensors collect the data, send it back to the controller. This is an example of an air handler, air handler three. We're able to look at this equipment schedule and see the supply fan horsepower, the rated airflow, the heating and cooling capacity, the control sequence, we're able to see, you know, if, if it's dehumidifying correctly, the economizer type. All these points are being tracked, you know, the hot water, the heat valve, the discharge fan, the rated flow rate, the fan speed, all that is being uh, monitored. And then every five minutes, these things send out signals to check these, these systems. Uh, you can see here at the top, you know, there were 11 checks on the uh, on the economizers, the heating and cooling, there were 18 checks, and they found two issues. So what are the two issues? This is an issue, and this is an issue. So we're able to go in here and say, okay, the problem is that this air handler had a simultaneous heated, heating and cooling happening at the same time. So uh, that's going to cost about $350 a day. We're able to put numbers to it. The traditional preventative maintenance that you're used to is every quarter, every quarter somebody comes out to, you know, work on your alarms that happened on your building automation system. They check the chiller refrigerant, they check the boiler, they replace it filters. That's your standard traditional preventative maintenance. What we're pre what we're presenting is a solution where five days or four days prior to the preventative maintenance, we come and we pull a report and see, okay. So that when we show up, we're going to fix these top five issues along with check your system and change the filters. We're able to have an enhanced preventative maintenance and come and fix issues before we even show up. We come with the right tools, the right people, the right parts, and go right to the right equipment and not, don't spend all this time diagnosing or going to equipment that doesn't need to be fixed first. And then, you know, with all this, level two is we can track over time, we can track and see, okay, savings over time. And how does that look on an annual basis? If this doesn't get fixed right away, what happens if it cools and heats at the same time? That's gonna cost you $3,300 here over the course of a year. Level three, you guys have multiple buildings. So I wanted to show you this because, you know, when we take it to the next level, here you are at this one maintenance shop, but you're really responsible for like 50 buildings. So you can see globally how these things are working all from your dashboard and be able to go send the crews to the right building at the right time um, and focus on the most urgent issues. I wanted to show you this because you know, all the savings doesn't happen the first year. Berkeley Lab found out that just 6% is the first year, 9% the second year, but over time it just gets, it gets more and more and more. And then you know, downtime is obviously very important for you guys. So this could reduce your downtime by 35, 45%. And then this is a one dashboard showing, you know, there's different ways that we, we are running. Uh, the different matrix that we're looking at are the avoidable cost, the comfort score, energy score, and maintenance score. We can do either, you know, we can sort by either one of those and find out 
which area we want to focus on. If we want to focus on energy, we sort by energy and can fix all those issues first. Uh, this is a great slide here. I love this because, you know, our guys, when they show up and your guys, when, you're, when they show up, they're going, we need to focus on the red ones first. These VAVs that are red, let's spend the time on those before we get the yellows and before we even open up the green. Let's focus on these red ones. This is a dashboard I like to call the top offender uh, dashboard because it sorts everything by energy, comfort, and maintenance. You can see here we're going to focus on the all the energies that are number 10s first. You know, before we look at a comfort issue, if energies are number one uh, thing we're focused on, we're going to focus on energy. And then I want to just show you this. This is a um, a actual case study we did for a university. They've got 53 buildings, just like you guys. They got about 50 buildings. Over three years, we saved them 1.3 million dollars. Um, and you can see here how that happened and, and we can track this stuff so, so we can see that we saved them electric cooling you know, 3 million kilowatt hours heating 25 million BTUs and then I ended I ended on this slide showing how you know this is total comfort we're growing like crazy we've got a hundred technicians right now we're really excited about this and, and looking forward to working with you guys any questions and that's kind of how I ended it that's a really good PowerPoint. Thank you. The one, dude, I, I mean, if I could just say, like, this was, like, very well put together. Um, Thank you. Maybe I would think, like, to, uh, like, with all the energy stuff, if you didn't do it before, like, maybe consider putting something in there about, like, what that dynamic call was about yesterday, about how they're phasing out, like, you know, fossil fuel plants and how they're, um, you know, how, how basically they're going to have rolling blackouts and the government's basically going to want to be tracking some of this energy. I don't know if you want to include something like that in there, but I mean, it'd certainly be like powerful if you didn't already talk about it. Yeah, it, it can't hurt. My, my only issue is I was afraid I was already going too long, you know? Um, yeah. And so I, I already cut out like, Roger and I cut out 10 slides on the on the predictive maintenance stuff just to try to condense it some. But, mm -hmm. yeah, you're right. Can I ask you something? Of course, Matt. Do you, do you, like, you know, Roger just sold this huge, like, school deal. You know, you, it sounds like you got a couple whales in the pipe. Like, do you guys have, like, trouble with, like, technicians with recruiting them, with with retaining them, like in other words, like do you think that you might be in over your head, like selling big deals like this, where we might might not be able to take care of it? No. <clears throat> um. It's like I, the reason I ask is because I've heard people talk about that here, not on the maintenance side, but on the project side. Like, there's just. There's just doubts that like. Because Rich Rich Hayner's selling like crazy. <laughs> yeah. I don't know how they can keep up. Yeah. Um, but really, that's not my problem, and I don't mean that from a selfish way. But I'm here to sell, and not do operations. I don't have to worry about filters. I don't have to worry about people. <laughs> I don't have to worry yeah. about collecting money. Um, 
I just, I'm here to sell. And until they tell me to stop selling because I've sold too much, I'm going to keep selling. Yeah. So, I hear you. But no, and if you have a concern about that, you need to go talk to Steve, would be my suggestion. Steve, I'm worried about selling big deals because I'm afraid you can't keep up and see what he says. Well, I just, I just know there's like a big problem with, um, you know, technicians in our office and, and, you know, we'll take care of the stuff. But again, look, it's not my problem. Dude, we have to be a hundred percent confident when we're talking to these people that we can do it. Yeah. And if you're not, they can read it. Yeah. So I would encourage you to consider that noise. Okay. That's just noise. Yeah. Don't let it affect anything. Just like, I mean, Christy says it all the time about, you know, you. I hear it. That's why I close my door. <laughs> I need to just sell, you know? Yeah. Uh, and until Todd comes down from Greenville and says, Matt, y'all need to start selling small stuff and y'all are selling too much big stuff, I'm just going to keep going. So I'm in 5% money right now. I've only got... Uh, Seven, eight more months of 5% money. When did you start? May. May. Last year. So I'm at like 10 months. Okay. Yeah, you're like five months before me. Yeah, but you're in 5% money right now, so you you need to go, 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 go. (laughs) I know. I know. Are you... I was going to ask you real quick before we hop off. I know we're kind of running over, but um, do you have any information on like on dynamic, on clockworks, on in clarity, you could send me just so I could like better educate myself when I'm talking about this stuff to the clients. Um, first of all, I would encourage you to get, to go on your phone and go to the YouTube and watch the little videos on their YouTube channel. Clockworks, okay. Clockworks Analytics YouTube. <coughs> I I did that yesterday as I was prepping for this just to refresh my memory and use their little one-liners. But you'll get a lot of confidence hearing the president of that company talk about it, the um, the VP of sales talk about it. But if you go on YouTube and look up Clockworks Analytics and watch those um, videos from their conferences and things like that, they've only got like 15 videos and they're not that long. Um, okay. that would be a start and then let's keep talking about it tomorrow or on Monday maybe we can talk more about it what about in Clarity anything about that did you go to the did you go to Jim Crowder's thing at um, Con Ed um, I could probably send you my podcast link because I recorded it um yeah, so uh, that's the two things you got to study. You got to study in clarity and you got to study um, clockworks. Clockworks. Okay. The two things to study. They're both freaking amazing. Yeah. And that's where, that's where the confidence comes from in these cold calls is like, I got to tell you about this stuff. Yeah. <laughs> uh, and when we get in there, I can disqualify them real quickly about that stuff if it doesn't fit and then move right into my typical preventative maintenance talk, you know, but that's how I'm getting these, 
four appointments out of seven calls stuff. You know, that, I'm talking about that. That I'm talking about. I've got to tell you about this predictive maintenance stuff and how we're remote monitoring and having doing virtual PMs before our regular, you know, traditional PMs. I just need ten minutes to sh to show you what we're doing. How about Tuesday at three? Like, okay, yeah, I never heard of that. That sounds great. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, yeah. And then, do you like? So you, you said you made your dream 100 list, right? So you're pulling most of your prospects, you're doing most of your cold calling on that list, but like right here, yeah. How do you like add to your bucket, though? It's like I, I'm getting to the point where I'm like, how do you add to your list of 100? Yeah, like do you do you just scour Google Earth? Do you like because the challenge I have is like when I pull up Zoom info. You know, like, like it gives you like, like a list of all these companies and stuff. Yeah, and then I got cross. You got to stop doing that. Like, you got to stop doing that. You don't start with Zoom Info. Don't start with Zoom Info. Start with Google Maps. And start in the top hand corner of your territory, and Google Map all the way around the outskirts of Charleston, all the way down to Beaufort, and look for all those big buildings. Is what I is what I did. All the big buildings, and then I took the square footage and made notes of the names on Google Maps. It'll, you click on it, and it tells you the name and the company, the website. Yeah. Um, if it's a warehouse, you don't call on them. But if it's a manufacturing facility, that's what I did. I went around all the outskirts first and went all the way around Columbia. And any big building that was like 100,000 square feet or so, I wrote it down on my list. And that, that's how I started my Dream 100 list. Um, but if you start in Zoom Info, you're, you get so much crap. Dude, it's, it's, you can't it's do so that. Efficient. You can't yeah, do that. You so don't. I only go to Zoom Info once I've narrowed down the list and I need phone numbers. I go to Zoom Info for phone numbers and contact information. Yeah. Because you'll just spin and have all this list of tenants and renters and you know what I'm saying? Yeah. Their office space is 2,500 square feet. <laughs> I know. And their CEO, know. yeah, but their CEO of a 2,500 square foot office, it doesn't matter, you know? Yeah. Um, so, yeah. so take, it, it, it's fun. I did it on a Saturday. It's fun. I went around Google Earth. I've, I've told you this before. And I, you know, look for those big buildings and cross off all the territory, you know? Just go all the way around it. And uh, I wouldn't do downtown Charleston. It's just too much. You you probably already you probably already know who the big boys are there. Yeah, for the most part. Yeah. My goal was think, to find places that, we hadn't called on before. I think the next the next thing I'm going to go after are just hotels, dude. There are so many hotels around here, and we take care of probably like five or six of them, maybe maybe like maybe ten. But I mean, there's there's hundreds of hotels here. Yeah. You know, they got chillers, they got boilers, they got. It's true. You know. Package units. If you're going to do that, I'd walk in there talking about their critical chiller or their critical boiler, uh, uh, you know, and let the HVAC stuff be kind of minor, you know. Yeah. Yeah. Keep the focus on critical stuff is what I'm trying to say. Yeah. The more you the more you talk about critical, the more they it's critical they meet with you. The the more you talk about P tax and you know the the basic split system the more they're like eye roll you know well mine's fine right now yeah um 
I just want 10 minutes to talk about that critical boiler that can't go down and I've got a solution that you got to hear about. You, you know, have you ever heard about, about a, these, th th this whole predictive maintenance stuff that we're doing for critical systems? Have you heard about that yet? No, okay, well, I, I got something I want to show you. That, that's what I would do. My only, you know, hotels aren't bad. They're not on my number one list. They're, Roger likes them, but to me, I've had not very good luck because they're, I feel like a lot of them are outside management. Like they're, they're not locally owned and operated. And so you got to deal with, got to deal with corporate chains and a lot of, a lot of, a lot of red tape. But yeah, for sure. And long decision processes. If it was me, I would go and look for those big buildings on the outskirts of town because they're, okay. because they're not getting beat up every day by salespeople like us. Dude, that's, that's so true. Like they're low lying fruit. Everything around here has been hit like a hundred times. Right. So why would you go hit them again? <laughs> Keep them on your list. Put them on your list, right. but, but go. For, but I, I would go to the farthest length of my territory, which is what I did. I went to Bamberg in my, on Google Maps. I went to Batesburg. I went to Newberry, and I went all the way around my territory and looked for those big buildings that were manufacturing facilities where the shit's critical. Yeah. All right, man. I gotta run. All right, dude. Have a great day. Today and uh, go sell some stuff. Yeah, man. You too. Good talking all to right, you. Bro, see ya. Bye. Bye.